Welcome to the Teams with Edge podcast with me, your host, Ashley Livingstone. I'm an entrepreneur, leader, and passionate community advocate. I love to learn, be creative, and to teach others the joy of leadership. Now, it's hard to believe, but we are in our fourth season of this show. And over the past few years, I've had the pleasure of offering insights and doing amazing interviews with like-minded leaders who are inspiring, joyful, and dedicated to building a culture of development and gratitude. Now, I'm on a mission to help you become the leader you want to be. I want to help you create a thriving, sustainable culture which inspires your team and helps you and your business thrive. So, let's connect, engage, and develop your team. Ultimately, I want to help you show up for them so they show up for you. All right, let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Teams with Edge. Today, I'm speaking with Dallas Lombardi, who talks about forging your own path and how it can look different at different stages in your life and what the life progresses, what in life progresses faster than anticipated. Dallas has been the CEO of her own life from a very young age and has been working to survive and succeed ever since graduating high school. Even from a very young age, Dallas always knew she wanted to pave her own path. With almost 20 years in the hospitality and event industry, Dallas has been directing some of the most prominent and influential hospitality teams downtown Toronto while producing first-class events. Today, she lives in Hamilton, and she is the VP of Sales and Special Events at Equal Parts Hospitality. She also offers small business consulting and coaching membership services for youth, young professionals, aspiring leaders, and purpose-driven individuals. She leads with compassion and is a community connector, advocate, and a woman on a mission to teach, empower, and inspire others. Through writing and mentorship, she openly shares her journey in leadership, life, and most recently, motherhood, all to humanize our experiences and the things that no one talks about which is why I have Dallas on my show today, because we are so aligned and I love everything Dallas. So welcome. Thank you. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am really excited about this conversation because you and I are so aligned. um, And we first met Mm -hmm. on an island, technically. (laughs) We met on an island in Algonquin. Um, as you were foraging for decor items and I was avoiding mice and now here we are like <laughs> three years later and I know. connected on so many other levels. So I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. So let's dive mm-hmm. in. We talk a lot about, um, you and I have talked a lot about leadership and, the different styles of leadership, but let's start with self-leadership and talk to me a little bit about what you define self-leadership as and how it plays a role in your life now. Uh, well, that's been a journey. Um, if you had asked me that question five years ago, I wouldn't know what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
I have been working in leadership for over a decade and, you know, the times have obviously changed. Um, and I guess like until I took a moment and, and stepped away from that for a little period of time, <clears throat> I was always everything to everybody else mm. because that's what you were taught. That's what you were taught. Yeah. And um, I specifically remember in this period of time where I did take a little break from the leadership roles, I remember the journey of going from being everything to everyone. And then it was just like me against me. Mm. When this happened, I wasn't a parent yet either. So it was literally me against me. And I had no idea what to do. And I was so confused because, you know, I was an amazing leader for other people, but I didn't know how to lead myself. Um, today, that's a completely different story because I've done a lot of, you know, inner work and self-discovery and sort of like reconstructed you know, my career and how I lead today. Um, leading myself comes first mm. now, uh, and it's non-negotiable. And in doing that, I can show up as a leader for other people <clears throat> as my most authentic self. And therefore uh, I'm a better leader for others. Um, well, that's good. That just sums up the whole episode. <laughs> Are we done? We're done. No, I love this though, because, you know, it's so interesting. I think you said it right. Like if we had have asked you this question five years ago, you would have had no, like, who cares about self-leadership or, you know, maybe it's just a uh, fad or, you know, one of those token words now, but how truly important investing in your own personal development has actually made on your professional development. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that, that correlation? Oh yeah. I honestly, sometimes I think about the people I work with today mm -hmm. and the people I worked with years ago. I wonder if the people that I worked with years ago would even recognize how I work today because I was, raised in the workforce um very masculine and and a lot of my leaders my direct reports were men mm -hmm. and it's not a negative thing talked about this before um but i never tapped into the feminine and i'm a woman you know because you're you're taught to be like strong and hard and the best and everything keep, to everything. keep the personal out of it and oh yeah hustle yeah. hustle hustle right and yes, keep the person, person out of it is huge, actually, um, because I like my personal life was was like co so confidential. Mm. I was I went through so many huge life changes while in these leadership roles. And the problem with how before I was taking care of myself was you just push it down. It's armor. You, you push it down and then it gets buried. And then, I mean, we've worked together uh, it, through coaching, right? And yeah. um, you've helped me bring that out, which we can talk about later, but it's just crazy because you just put things away um, because that's what you're told to do. And then all of a sudden, when it is you against you, it's like, well, I don't even know who I am anymore because I've identified with this one thing the whole time. Yeah, it's a lot of undoing, a lot of, relearning 
um, and reshaping the stories that we've been told. And, and we've been raised this way. I think, you know, I can, as you were talking, I instantly put myself back into my former corporate job where, you know, I've spoken about this, but I was going through a ton of fertility issues and I was sneaking out on my lunch break and I was, you know, waking up so early in the morning to get to my appointments and then put on my actual suit and go to work and smile my way through so much. I faked my way through life because as a leader, I had to be a certain way. And I'm not sure anyone outwardly ever told me you have to be this way, but when the modeling all around you demonstrates how you should behave and when you see people show vulnerability and get punished for it, it teaches you to not do those things. And it wasn't until I started my own business and I thought, how do I actually want to show up? And then more so even raising my son and doing the personal development work, I thought I lived a whole chunk of my life. (sighs) I don't even know how to describe how I was living, but it wasn't, it wasn't authentic. It wasn't intentional and it wasn't to the best of my ability. I so relate to everything you just said. Um, I used to refer to it as uh, living a double life. Yeah. And it wasn't because I I was a great leader and I was super authentic in how I led. And I was very different from the other leaders. Um, And I know that, like I was always about the people and very compassionate. And, you know, although I was a driver, um, I I don't know, I still, yeah, just kind of what I said, like, I went through the infertility experience as well. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about it too. Um, and I remember the, the thing I remember the most that sticks out about that is, you know, when you go for these treatments, like you're getting needles and all of the mm-hmm. things they do to you during infertility. And this one time I was on like day 10 in a row and I forgot a blazer. So my arms, like the inside of your arms are all yep. bruised, right? You're so raw and there. I, yep. Oh, I was mortified because I I could see people looking at me and I just thought like, man, what are they thinking right now? Like, so it's just, and it's almost like if they think one thing, is that better than what the truth is? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're just, you know, you're carrying around like this, you're carrying around this backpack of things and -hmm. you're just going and going and going and going and it's a lot of pressure and, and it's a pressure cooker. (laughs) It is. Mm -hmm. So tell me, I guess when Mm -hmm. you started realizing it was like you against you, what, what shifted, what did you start to, what opened up or cracked open? Was it slow? Was it fast? Like take us through your journey a bit. Yeah, it was, it was slow until it, it happened. Like there's a specific moment I remember um, like an epiphany moment and Mm -hmm. it was a moment where I felt joy and I, I, it was, it hit me like, like electricity through my body. And it's sort of sad to say that in a way, because in that moment it was like, oh my God, I haven't, I feel joy. What is this? And I was walking my dog, you know, 
in the forest and the sun hit my face. And for, for whatever reason, I just felt something and I knew it was like important and I wanted it more. <laughs> and it was joy, you know, um, I have to just stop you. That is yeah. the most like beautiful description of like someone experiencing joy. I'm even going to say maybe for the first time, but to have enough self-awareness and being so present that you were able to feel it, name it, recognize it and appreciate it. That was, I mean, that happened after three months of being in like a washing machine and trying to figure it out. But yeah, you know, it hit me. I had no plan at that point in my life. I, I just, I had left the corporate world because I just, it, it, it was time and um, I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I, and I wasn't working at the time. I knew I wanted to probably build my own business and work for myself, but I didn't know what or how. Um, and I knew that it couldn't be forced. So mm. I was just, I was just being. And in that moment, when I felt that from there, things just started to align and they, they, I, it, they came to me, like it was, it was a, the law of attraction, you know, was real <laughs> because all of a sudden, you know, it, it gave me clarity. Like I, I felt creative. I felt like I know exactly what I want to do. I, and, and, you know, people were connecting me to the right people all of a sudden. And, and there was work available that made, made sense for me. And it just built from there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not like magic. It's not like it just, it's, it's, I gave myself permission to not force something and, 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 you know, when the timing was right, the timing was right, but that was a healing journey because mm -hmm. I was grieving the loss of my identity as an executive. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it was like the only identity that hustle, that hard work pays off hustle culture, um, was all you'd ever known. And it, and it, it told me that I was successful. Mm -hmm. And now you had no way to measure if you were being successful or not. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so now happy to say you're a mom. Mm -hmm. How has your self leadership, self development journey prepared you for motherhood and, and continuing to work and, and further develop yourself? It's so interesting to reflect how things play out. Um, I don't know how I, I would mother if I hadn't gone through that because it so prepared me for, for my experience in motherhood. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I've, I've written about this before and shared how I really relate leadership to motherhood a yes, lot. I do um, as well. People on this podcast are probably getting tired of hearing it, but you're still listening. So it's so. <laughs> it is true and I saw it instantly yeah um and you know I know this is this may be like cliche or you know you hear it a lot but it's it couldn't be more true like I have to take care of myself I have to nurture myself lead myself whatever you want to call it 
in order to be the best mother that those my children need and mm-hmm. and I don't it's 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 a non-negotiable part it was a non-negotiable part of my life it became one before I became a mother and I'm so grateful for that because it's it's has to be the same in motherhood yeah you know you it and it's hard and I and I, I actually am having a week where I'm like man I got to reel this back in because I am like all over the place this week but you know little things like because it's so busy it's it's hustly being a mother and a working parent, especially, you know, mm-hmm. and this might sound silly, but, but I've, you know, little things like putting little post-its like in my coffee cupboard that say like, put good things in your body. And I, and I list an order, you know, drink the, the water, then drink the juice, then drink the coffee, make a smoothie because it's, it's, I need to remind myself to do those things. Yeah. You have to lead and help yourself relying on, don't you find like so many of us and so many people that I know rely so much on the external to do for them or help them. And like, we're constantly looking for outward approval or someone else to help fix our problems or something, but you know, even in the work that you and I did do together, I guided you, but you solved all your own problems. Mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> so talk yeah. a little bit about, about how you show up for yourself now. Yeah, I, um, you know, I kind of got a little bit of a glimpse of coaching, uh, my healing journey, therapy, all of these things. Um, Before I was a mother, I I started some coaching when I was in that time when I told you about that I was confused and Mm -hmm. left my job and found joy. (laughs) I was working with an intuitive coach and it opened, it opened my mind to, to how I was going to invest in myself moving forward. And I think that's super important. Um, I do a lot of things, you know, you and I have worked together, hypnotherapy. That was great. Um, I think, you know, really turning things inward. And I don't know if a lot of people really know what that means. Like I, and you and I have talked about this, this might be going off topic a bit, but like, I don't just wear face masks and sit in the bathtub. (laughs) What? That's not self-care. No, (laughs) no. I mean, it's nice. It's relaxed. It's relaxing and it's nurturing. And, but it, and let's also say if that's what actually does do it for you. Oh yeah. Have at work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I think like the, the deep work, like mm-hmm. we all have trauma. We all have that armor I was talking about, you know, especially if you've come out of leadership or, a, or a toxic work environment or any environment that's toxic, there's a lot of stuff to unpack. And And we, if you're a person who's like constantly growing and leveling up and you're curious about yourself, like we go through these different phases in our life and, you know, like it's almost like there's a death, like this part of you is gone and then you move into this part and, but you have to process all of that. Yeah. You have to let go of the piece of you and the part of you that you are no longer taking with you. Yeah. And I just want to say like, 
that's uncomfortable. Like the work is uncomfortable. Like if you're doing quote inner work, maybe this is wrong to say, but if you're just like, oh, this is great. I feel like that might not be the work <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And it's like, you know, oftentimes I, it has to do with like grieving relationships because yeah. as you grow, you change relationships. And I think yeah. there's something to it. And I think that there's, um, you made me think of kind of layers to it because I also don't want to freak people out. Cause I think it's so important. <laughs> Stop scaring people down. Sorry, no, but it's so, but it's such important work. And same thing. If you had have talked to me about this three years ago, I probably would have been like, I'm totally fine. Things are, things are going along. I got the house. I got the job. I got the wife. I got the kid. Like my check boxes are checked. Mm-hmm. But I also knew like my reactions to things, my defensiveness, all of the armor, I had no name for yet. And then once I started doing the work, I, I eased my way into it. So I'd say like the first few months I was testing to see what I was comfortable with testing to see, you know, what was I uncovering? What was I opening up here? And I definitely started slow, but on purpose because I, and I feel like you may be similar, could be an all or nothing perfection seeking person. Who have you been talking to? That is not me at all. (laughs) She says with sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I knew that if I went too fast, I would probably scare the crap out of myself and then just hit the ejector button and not participate anymore. So I intentionally went slow. And then as I started to build up this like appetite for it and get more and more curious about myself, I was able to do more work. Mm-hmm. And there, I remember there being a time, um, I've done some Byron Katie work. Have you ever you familiar with Byron Katie? Oh, you would love it. I'll send you the link. And I'll okay. also put it in the, the show notes. But it's about, it's called Love Thy Neighbor. It's a worksheet. So when somebody does something to you and you're upset about it, or you think, oh, they think this about me, there's a worksheet that you go through and it challenges your thinking. It challenges you to flip the story and say, they made me mad, but no, really, I made myself mad because I let this boundary drop or I'm not listening to myself, not they're not listening to me. I'm not listening to me. So you really challenge the stories you're telling yourself and the way you approach. And the first time I did one of those worksheets, I was like, this is bullshit. This is crap. There's no way this is on me. There's no way that I can see the positive in this horrible situation. And now I can do it without even having to do a worksheet. Mm -hmm. When something happens, I can still have my initial reaction. And then I can say, you know what? I'm actually grateful that you yelled at me because it reminded me, I don't want to be around you or (laughs) whatever it is. Or it reminded me that I too have a voice and I quieted myself. Mm -hmm. But I, the very first time I did it, there was so much rejection to it. And the first time I even participated in receiving hypnotherapy, I was like, 
this is so uncomfortable. I do not want to go there, especially with somebody I don't know. And I had all of my reasons why not. And now I do it for other people. Well, I got to say, um, yeah, it is. It is. I was comfortable with you. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, I already knew you when we were doing it. And I'm also like an open book. So it is what it is, but it is uncomfortable because I think it's a different kind of, you know, like a lot of people have had therapy, Mm -hmm. but that's not subconscious work. So I think that's what differentiates it so much and makes it uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar territory. Um, But the, I mean, there's a lot of things through our sessions that stuck in my mind, but uh, one thing that I, I use in my daily life and that pops up is that story. Um, You know, like a story isn't yours, like something's going on or something happened to you, whatever it is. That's like, that's not my story. (laughs) Right. Who owns that story? Mm -hmm. It's, that's a, that's a game changer right there. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I get that. And I think that's the piece is, you know, once you open up and you start leading yourself, you can guide yourself, you know, even more. So you've done this work with me. And now, as you say, you can sit there and guide yourself. You can challenge your own beliefs. You aren't necessarily having to call me every day being like, Ashley, what does this mean? Or mm-hmm. we, we learn truly how to lead ourselves. And it's like when you hit the next bump or when you, cause things are going to keep happening, right? As you mentioned, when you came on and, and you just did, when we were chatting about how this has been a harder than normal week for you, mm-hmm. that's going to continue happening, right? You're human. And You don't have all the control over all the things Mm -hmm. and learning how to navigate, but lead yourself through it, I think is just such a powerful, empowering place to be. Yeah. I think one of the ways, you know, something I've learned through the work that I've done with other healers, et cetera, um, when I was in that corporate environment for so long, I wasn't feeling anything. Mm. I was addicted to adrenaline and I was, you know, on autopilot. I didn't know that at the time. I thought everything was fine. Um, but I realized I didn't actually know how to feel my feelings. And I think you actually were the one that kind of said to me, like the difference between there's feeling your feelings and there's naming them. Like Mm -hmm. you name them and then you process them. Right. And that was a huge learning tool for me too, because I mean, I use this in my everyday life, whether I'm, whether I'm just dealing with myself, work, my children, the school, it's, it's constant, that awareness is there now. And it's completely changed how I, lead myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the, the other cool piece to self-leadership, um, you know, and you mentioned this, that when you were in corporate and you were leading that you were, you led differently than others. 
I think once you really understand, like you do now, how to lead yourself and you continue to push yourself an up level, that you become an even better leader and are able to not just manage people, but truly lead them and teach them how to lead themselves. I think it's Mm -hmm. that, like your children, I know they're itty bitty right now, but (laughs) they're watching. Mm -hmm. The amount of things that I've heard my son regurgitate back to me, (laughs) and he he's only 10, but he will say certain things to me that I have said, or I will see him approach situations. And I know that he has seen me do this. And that for me is like leadership win. Yes, parenting win, but that's a leadership win. That's actually my favorite part about being a mother. Um, Yeah, my children are small. They're they're toddlers. And I don't talk to them like babies. I'm just not like that. I'm just not like, I definitely get down on their level, but I talk to them like I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. And it's so funny because they'll say these words, like, you know, big words for, for a small person and they'll use them the right way, or they'll say it to somebody else and out on the street in the park or whatever. And the the parent will look at me and I'm just like, yep, that's me. (laughs) I did that. Yep. And it's like a win. It's such a great win. And, you know, I've, so I've just started a breath work facilitator course and, you know, this is my next up level. This is my next, you know, way that I want to help people explore who they are. And the very first day of the course, they kind of were like, Hey, heads up, you're going into the most intense self-leadership and self-discovery because you can't do this for other people if you have not gone through it first. And my Mm. initial reaction still was to like panic a little bit. Mm -hmm. I got a little triggered, like, oh no, there's more to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so true. Like being able to model for other people and you have to go through it yourself before you can really truly teach others how to do it. Completely agree. Um, And you know what? And I think that's what made me a different kind of leader even back back then is I work in hospitality and um, I I started, I worked in every position. I served, I bartended, I bust, I worked in the kitchen, I washed the dishes. Yeah. So, you know, I had an understanding of everyone's role. And and this is one of the things that anyone that's ever worked for me always admired is that even as at the top, air quote, when Mm -hmm. I was, you know, the boss, whatever you want to call it. um, Like I would have coffee with, with, with the coordinators or whatever, like once a month, like it was really important to me to be in with the people. Um, But I, I, they felt seen and heard because they knew that I was, doing the work with them, getting my hands dirty, that I had Mm -hmm. been there. I wasn't just, you know, some person in a leadership role trying to relate to something I couldn't relate to. So yeah, I think that's really important for sure. And, and again, whether you are working, you know, this is a career conversation or a parent conversation, it's the same concept. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, 
I said not too long ago, gone are the days where you say, do as I say, not as I do. And as a leader, as a parent, as a friend, as a social community contributor, like whatever you do, it's, you know, show up and, and do what you intend mm-hmm. and, and go forward that way. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next for Dallas? I have no idea. Getting to Saturday. <laughs> I am living day by day at the moment. No, um, I I don't know, but I do know. Um, I'm in a transitional stage in my life right now. I'm a new mother and, you know, I've just gone back to work and I've sort of like redefined what I'm doing with my work so that I can have the capacity to be a mother and be with my family. So um, I'm definitely in a really big transitional stage. I want to start writing my book. Yes, I'm excited for it. Yes. uh, Yeah, me too. Um, People keep writing me and reaching out saying like, oh, how's the, how's the book going? Like as if I've, I've almost done it or something. And I'm like, you know, can't find the time, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I don't know, Ashley, right now I'm, I'm just. uh... And when you think about your future, Mm -hmm. what feelings come to mind? Um, I think like a freedom in a way, mm-hmm. I think right now I'm at a really busy time in my life and, and that's not in my control necessarily because I do have two young children and the, the shuffle is real, but, um, you know, my community work and my writing is something, um, that I'm just so passionate about and helping others and teaching others and inspiring others. So, you know, really tapping back into that creative side, um, of who I am and how I want to, you know, show up in the world. Um, but right now my little babes are first. So, um, well, that is my, your first. <laughs> yes. Correction. Correction. <laughs> but my business Edit. isn't, my business isn't. <laughs> yeah. Your my, business my, isn't. Yeah. Um, okay. And last, last question <clears throat> for the person who's out there listening and thinking, you know, similar to what you and I had at one point of all the boxes on paper checked. Why, why should they go down the self-leadership, self-development tunnel? Not down it. Why should they go through it? Because I think that the boxes that are checked are external things. And I think that the, that the self-leadership is internal. And I think that internal is the only thing you can actually control in life. Mm. And um, it's, it's you, like, you know, it's all about you first. And, you know, I don't, I think the, the work is never done. If you're going to do the work, I think, you know, you probably know this now, like it's not done. And that's why, you know, I've, I go back to this, the misconception of self-care. Yeah. You know, um, there's self-care and then there's like inner work. It's different. Yeah. And um, it's a journey. Yeah. 
And it's good. I was not trying to scare people before. It's just uncomfortable because depending on your age, I guess, if you're watching, listening to this, you know, for like you and I, our age group, like vulnerability and self-development and healing. I mean, we were not raised that way. No, no, no. We were raised on the, like, it's don't all tell fine. anyone or yes, don't tell yes. anyone anything. Yes. Keep, keep the personal stuff, the family things inside and don't, don't say anything to anyone. And these are the boxes that you want to check. Yeah. Here's your path. Here's your path yes. to success in life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you and I had similar path. Um, you know, university, get the job, get the guy, have like get the house, have the kids. And well, mine kind of went all over the place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I started to check the boxes and then it was just like, nope, we're going to like deviate from this plan. And it's not going to just, I think it's always been now as I can like look back, I think as hard as it was and as heartbreaking as it was, it all was happening in due course for when I was truly ready. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because at the time it's like, well, why is she ready? And I'm not, or, but everyone's journey is different. This has also taught me so much about not comparing to other people and dropping, you know, what Dallas has that I don't have. And instead focusing inward on my journey and what I am learning in this, this go of life. Yeah. And yes. And earlier when I said, like, it's all about you, like when you're turning things inward and doing these, this work, that's, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's all figuring it out so that you can kind of give it your best go in this lifetime. Yeah. And I think, I think when you, when you, you actually get to the place where you can say you are leading yourself, um, there's just this different kind of self confidence um, comfort, worth, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, yeah, it really, it's really important. I, I, my, my hope is that all people can experience that because I think that's how it was supposed to be in the first place. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree with that. And I think the more people do this, the less drama we're going to see in team, you know, work, in families, and even just like how you treat yourself, how hard we all are on ourselves, that once you learn that, you know, how to lead yourself and how to truly take care of yourself, and I don't mean you have to do everything on your own, but truly understand what you need and when you need it, um, there's so much less struggle. Oh, I think it would completely change the world. I mean, 
how how people function in in business and it's innovate it's that authenticity is like it's how you innovate and you know even like on the online world in the online yeah. space like i always say like you're you know i'm a big sharer of my story if anyone watching or listening to this has ever read my stuff but you know <clears throat> i strongly believe that your story is your power and i think if you're not you know walking in your own shoes in that way it's uh you're robbing us of the, mm -hmm. of your story like we all have so much to teach each other and yeah. that's what it's all about or if you're editing your story like mm -hmm. don't edit like edit yeah. free right yeah. just it's your story don't edit it because you're comparing or you're worried or you're living in fear it's just it's your story own it mm -hmm. yeah yeah so where can people find more about you or if they want to check out your story or track the progress of the book? Maybe that's a good thing you should be posting about. I am going to start holding there. myself accountable through of social Let media. Let all of us help you be accountable. <laughs> I should Where can that. people learn more about you? Um, so my website, uh, which is where my blog lives, is uh, DallasLombardi.com. And my daily updates and thought-provoking captions live on Instagram. <laughs> and my handle is at Mrs. Dallas Lombardi. Love it. Well, that's so awesome. Dallas, thank you for joining me. I've enjoyed our conversation. It's just, it's just easy with you. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you. And I'm excited to, when you have your book out, <laughs> we'll kind of do this again. Thank you for reflect. putting that out into the world for me. It's out um, there. Yep. Yes, we will definitely do this again. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I just had a coming out party for you. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. No, I need yeah. it. Like I, you know, it's one of those things that you just got to start before you're ready. And I'm, I just got to go like start. I feel like once I start, it's just going to pour out. Mm, I think that's a good episode title for this podcast. Start, start before you're ready. Before you're ready. And that's a great message for everyone who's listening start before you're ready oh make yeah. it happen mm -hmm. thanks Dallas <laughs> thanks for having me thank you so much for listening like what you heard that's great subscribe to our podcast on your favorite player and leave us a review great reviews mean so much to us and they also help others who need us find our show. So I want to know from you, what do you think is holding you back from becoming the leader you know you can be? Whether it's conflicting priorities or time, or maybe you just need a little guidance. I know there's hope. You can do this. So I'd love to hear from you about your challenges or your successes as a leader. We can learn together how to inspire one another and build the culture we want, not only in our work lives, but in our personal lives. So if you're inspired, join the conversation in our LinkedIn group, Leaders with Edge, or reach out to me via our website to schedule a call. Alaforte.ca. That's O-U-R-F-O-R-T-E dot C-A.